Hello everyone and welcome to another sideline sketch and oh my god the Premier League is so topsy-turvy this season and I know we recorded one like pretty like not, not too long ago but we have to be back here because the transfer window has ended and the last week before we enter the international break has been madness and I'm joined here to discuss all the football with Nathan Greenaway. Nathan, how are you? I'm good, thank you, man. Yeah, it's crazy weekend. Crazy. Yeah, it wasn't a crazy transfer deadline day. Yeah, uh, it was fine. Uh, but yeah, we we have to return. So let's start. Uh, let's start talking about Manchester United, because you support Manchester United, don't you? I do. I do. So how was um, the game against Spurs like for you? Uh, well, I only watched the highlights. Uh, first confession, uh, the only game that I saw most of was Villa-Liverpool because I was at work for the rest. And I did not uh, watch that game because I was sleeping. Yeah, that was that was the late one. Uh, but, you know, everything that could have gone wrong just kind of went wrong. Uh, defensively immature from Harry Maguire. Uh, Martial getting sent off because he got uh, drawn into some some kind of petty bullshit with Lamella. Lamella, who kind of he just got what he was obviously going for, and everyone just kind of fell for the typical Jose Mourinho shithousery, really. And then Song and Kane, though, were uh, spectacular. So that's not just to say that Spurs kind of shithoused their way to a massive win. Song and Kane, in particular, were unreal. Uh, but, you know, everything just went wrong. And I think it had been coming from the, the way we started the season. Like, attack-wise, we'd look pretty good. But just defensively, the shape's gone, which is weird from a back four that was so consistent last season. To kind of just completely lost their heads, uh, especially through the middle. I think Harry Maguire has probably played himself out of a starting position at this point, and I wouldn't be surprised if he gets dropped from now on. But that, that probably won't happen. But I think a lot of people would probably drop him after his start to the season. You say that, but then who takes his place? Because Lindelof hasn't lit up the league. And I think that partnership is a big problem because you either because neither of them help each other at this point. And if you have Lindelof playing with, let's say, Bai, that's not something that you know strikes confidence in a United fan's mind. I would, I'd assume. I think but, with, uh, I think it's not it's not just the playing badly; it's the way. Maguire went about letting some of the goals happen. Like there's the video going around of him pushing Shaw out the way. That's not just being in the wrong place. That's just being so unaware of what's going on around you right. that you shouldn't be on the pitch at that point. Like Lindelof and Bai, they've they've played together for a long time. They know each other pretty well. They've both been at United for quite a while now. So maybe it would just be better to have although they're not world-class defenders, it might just be better to have people almost that you can trust, because I don't think anyone can really trust Maguire after his start to the season. Like, for, for that goal that I was on about where um, 
I can't remember who scored it, I'm sorry, but uh, Shaw was about to clear the ball and then Maguire pushes him out of the way. That's just, that's Sunday league stuff. That was Kane, that was Son, wasn't it? Uh, I, yeah, it may well have been. Sorry, I can't remember who scored that one, but uh, there were so many, I can't remember. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> uh, I just don't think Maguire perhaps deserves to be the, he certainly doesn't deserve to be the captain at this point. Like, it's the stuff in Greece, whatever happened, no one really knows what really happened. It might, it's probably unfair for me to blame him for that because if, if, if none of it was his fault, then obviously he shouldn't be punished for it. But he's, he's not coming across as a leader on the pitch. And when Maguire, although I'm not blaming him for the stuff in Greece, you look at another <laughs> player who's on the pitch the entire time. What did they do with their summer? Marcus Rashford off the pitch, basically leading the country. And then on the pitch, he strike. Everyone agrees that he seems more of a captain. Like although he's he's young, and everything like that, age doesn't matter. Like he is is maturing into a fabulous player for first things, but also he just seems more of a leader. As I don't think Harry Maguire at this point even belongs in the starting eleven. Right. I agree with that, but like you say that Marcus Rashford is young, but he has played so much football and he has so much experience already, even at his young age, that I don't think it's out of the question for him to be the captain. Yeah, and then, and I think things need need to change. Sorry, sorry to sound like I'm going on a yeah. bit of a rant, but <laughs> everyone, after obviously the transfer window didn't go uh, fully as planned, which to say didn't go as planned is basically to say that Jadon Sancho isn't at the club. And uh, although some great players have been bought into the club in Tells and Cavani and Van der Beek, uh, everyone seems to be wanting to point their fingers at the board and at Ed, which for some reasons you're right to in the, tran- in the way that the club goes about its transfer business, which is very much the same way that when we get on to Bayern Munich, they've had the same problem in the transfer window, although both clubs have actually ended up bringing in some damn good players. And um, but when you look at the performance against Spurs, you can't just look and go, well, if Ed Woodward had bought in Kulabali, then and things like that, and spent two hundred million on the defence, this wouldn't be happening. But it shouldn't be happening anyway. Like some of the mistakes for the goals and the way the team was set up at times has nothing to do with transfers. This is a side that only concede that hardly conceded a goal last season. Like a club that took clean sheets and incredible defensive performances against the likes of City in the first game in the league against Liverpool as well. And then you look at the way they played at the weekend, you go, well, this is nothing to do with transfer. This is just poorly set up, poorly motivated, and a, a, and two centre-halves. Well, Bailly wasn't terrible, but Maguire, who just it doesn't look like a captain at all. Like, I wouldn't trust him to lead my dog. <laughs> I think the dog should lead you, but I get what you're trying to say. <laughs> it, is, it is weird because, again, as you said, this United side is full of talented players. And that performance is unacceptable. I get that Maguire had a, had a terrible game. And I think the red card and the defensive lapses set the tone for the rest of the game. But... 
this team seemed like they had nothing to them. And the way we saw them playing last season, at least in the tail end of it, they showed that they were actually a team that could make top four consistently. And like we were saying that they could even challenge for the championship if they get in the right players, which they didn't. But, but still, this side showed a lot of promise. They seemed like a force to be reckoned with. But then that performance, and again, they weren't great. They weren't great against Brighton. Like, y'all won post the, the final whistle. And yeah. then you, you lost to Crystal Palace. So this team has had a terrible start to the season. Also, again, you can blame the lack of uh, preseason action, but I think this does come down to coaching at some point. I think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, like I have always been a proponent of giving a manager time and letting him apply his philosophy to a team. But by this point, I think, I don't think he is the right man. I think it's, it's been said so many times. And I think, uh, but I think that performance just showed that that team, which is full of so much talent, seemed toothless. And I get it that it, it was, again, some of the events just didn't go in United's favor. That red card was. I don't think that was deserved. But... It, it it is a completely weird situation where I don't know how you're gonna fix it. Maybe Ole turns things around. Maybe the team pulls their socks up and goes for it. Because Marcus Rashford was brilliant, even in the last game. He was trying his hardest to get the team back in, but I think the rest of the team just seemed so out of it that. And again, that was a disrespectful performance from Spurs when they literally brought on Deli Ali. When they were leading, what, what, like three, one, four, one at that point, and yeah, I think the Deli Ali thing is weird. I think Jose, it's it stinks of what Jose did to end on Bele last season, where in f- what he's actually doing is he knows there's a fabulous player in there, but he's so out of form, so he's going to try and motivate him by being just a bit of a dick to him in public, and it's worked. End on Bele has started the season like a completely different player to last season he's now controlling games he's making runs there was that game last season where guy sports in particular absolutely laid into the guy because he was just jogging and walking around when he lost the ball and um so i don't really i think there's deli ali at some point will come good under jose but we've moaned a lot about united spurs were spectacular speaking of spurs harry kane has just changed his game completely. He's now becoming the facilitator. He's the one who's creating the chances. And he looks fantastic. When he's, I... always, he's always dropped deep and to try and get things going when Spurs have been struggling. But you're right, he's now dropping deep and creating even when Spurs are on top. Right, exactly. And that, that was my main issue with someone like a Harry Kane because for me, I always thought he was quite one-dimensional. And I thought that in the long term, in the big games, maybe in the Champions League or whatnot, he would be quite easy to figure out. But now that he's completely changed his game up, now that he's shown that he can get the goals, he can set the goals up, he can like he has become so multifaceted that now I think this team can do really well. And 
I think Bale is still to come, and we don't. He's he's a wild card. We don't know how good Bale's going to be. And then Matt Doherty, he's had a rough start, but I think he'll be back soon because Oria had a great game, but again, he's defensively a bit of uh, a worry at times. Because let's not forget, Spurs looked weak defensively against United as well. They did not look like a very sure team when they were being attacked, and I think that yeah, could they didn't even when. Even when United were down to 10 men, when they were going forwards, there was times I think Greenwood hit the post at one point Yep. after we'd gone down to 10 men and Rashford had a couple of half chances. Um, yeah, Harry Kane, he's always got goals, obviously. He's um, he's kind of been a guaranteed 20 to 25 goals a season. But like, as you say, this is Jose Spurs now. This is not... When he came in last season, they didn't, still didn't look great and everyone was having a go at Jose, but anyone with half a brain was like, well, this isn't his team yet. Like, And now it is. It's full of his players. Um, but back to, just back to United, I think there is an easy way to fix it because four players haven't played right. um, yet for the club. You've got a new left back, which everyone was saying United needed. And then... Um, and which probably means that Ollie's going to move Williams over to right back to compete with uh, Wambasaka. And then Shaw, I think, is probably, if Tails is half the player that everyone is saying that he is, I've not seen the guy play very often, then Shaw is probably going to be back up to him. Cavani is going to be straight away number one through the middle for me. Yeah, uh, I think and uh, Martial's going to move back out wide and Rashford's going to probably move over to the right. And then Greenwood's going to kind of be through the middle or over on the right as kind of backup. Or if he starts scoring and firing, one of them's going to drop out. But I think Cavani's going to be a bit of a game changer. I know everyone wants to rattle on about his age and everything like that. But like when you're talking about it's it's not like when Falcao came in. Falcao came in uh, injured. He was already having to ice his knee before every single game and everything like that. Yeah, it's a different situation um, altogether. Yeah, Cavani has never had um, a complete, a major injury. The guy's fit to to go, and he, although he hasn't played a lot, that's because PSG froze him out for whatever reason. And uh, because for, for some reason he was going to leave in January, but then he didn't, and then PSG wouldn't really play him and everything like that. No, I think they so froze him out because they have the best striker in the world to promoting. So yes, they do, they do. And uh, so Cavani's going to come in. He's going to score goals. Like his, yeah. his game, his game fits perfectly for the Premier League. He's always been a physical, physical player, and he and I think he he's going to change the game for United. I think the key for for Oli is he's going to have to figure out a way to get Van der Beek, Pogba and Bruno on the pitch at the same time. It can't be two and one's on the bench. Like he's going to have to give it a go. And if one of them isn't playing their part well enough, which I think as, as things look at the minute, Pogba. for United, it's going to be Paul Pogba. Yeah. yeah. It's going to have to be Paul Pogba. who gets dropped. Like even if you then get the media storm that Mino Real is going to bring, like I don't, I don't, I know Mino is good at making excuses for his players, but I don't think he can watch the way Pogba started the season and make too much of an excuse, too much of a stink up. 
for it. But I think Van der Beek deserves to be on the pitch way more than Pogba. But I think the three of them together with Cavani up top, even if we concede one or two a game, there's going to be the amount of attacking talent on the pitch. Then there's going to be about opportunities to score at least like five or six yeah. most games. <laughs> like, Cause that's just ridiculous. Although it's defensively a bit crap. Like um, it doesn't really matter when you've got Bruno van der Beek, Pogba, Martial and Rashford all on the pitch at the same time. And I think what you just said, like made me think that most of the top sides right now, you take United, you take uh, even Spurs, you take Liverpool, you take Manchester City. Defense is the issue. You take Arsenal. Defense is the issue. And yeah. like all of them have great attackers of... and great midfields, but in, in most cases, great midfields. But the problem is that their backline either plays off from the back and it costs them or they make just silly errors. And it's costing them. And I think it's such a shame when so much money is being spent on defenders and the best sides in the Premier League, which is basically the best sides in the world, are just so defensively inept at at this moment. I think it's a weird thing that's happened at the start of this season. There's no fans. Things are kind of very different. It's weird that everyone can't defend like that's the trend there have been so many goals yeah the the penalties like we don't need to talk about the handball rule on on this podcast again because we did it on the last one but taking away the stupid penalties from the stupid handball law no one can defend it it's not just in the premier league but you do have some incredible like you got one of the best center halves in the world in van in van dyke let's say van der Beek, uh van dyke <laughs> um and when we are we going to transition into the Villa game now? Yeah, sure. Yeah, and like uh, against Aston Villa, he he looked like an under twelve trying to defend against men. Like he was completely <laughs> out of his. He looked lost. Wow, that's oh he did the biggest Ollie, insult ever. Ollie Watkins made him look like like a child. Like he got played off the pitch the entire game. No one looked anywhere near it for Liverpool. Villa, they look pretty decent defensively. Like they conceded a couple, uh, but they were always going to against the Liverpool side. Uh, but I think Aston Villa, they are the biggest winners from the transfer window at the minute. Definitely. And I would, I don't just say that in the Prem. I think in Europe, at the minute, they are wow. without a doubt the most improved side. Like they've true, invested wisely, they've spent a lot of money. Yeah, I'm not saying they're the best side in Europe. I'm just saying they yeah. are undoubtedly the most improved. Like they were pretty nailed on to get relegated right until the end last season. They've inve- they invested and ended up being about 87 million pounds. But it's 87 million pounds worth of starters that improved the side unbelievably. Like you take any one of them out. And they're much weaker for it. They lacked a striker at the end of last season to actually score goals. Yeah. And Ollie Watkins comes in for a good for a big fee for a championship player and bangs in a hat trick against the champions. Like what more can you ask for? Ross Barkley, I think, is a great signing. Right, yeah. He's uh, solid. As well, yeah. He looked good against Liverpool again. He was controlling the game for parts, but 
Like, what a start from Villa. Yeah. Like, incredible. Because, truth be told, if people have heard the Predictions podcast, I had them getting relegated. Mm. Which, was it? I think it was after Ollie Watkins had signed. It was, because that was why I... That was why I put them top 10. <laughs> yeah. You did, you put them top 10, did you? I think I had them 10th. That's that's mental. Fair enough. I had them, what, 18th? 18th, yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. They are incredible. They are clicking on all cylinders. This could be a case of a flash in the pan, but it doesn't look like it because if you beat a side like Liverpool so comprehensively, it shows that you're here to stay. But again, we, we see how it goes. Because defensively, I think they still have uh, holes. But I think we see, how the, we, we see how it goes. Because I haven't seen the game uh, with Liverpool. I saw the highlights. And yeah, they looked incredible. But again, highlights is not a great way to tell how well a team plays. But yeah, good on them. <laughs> That's all. I don't have much to say. Because I was completely wrong in my prediction. And they're actually... A very decent side. And yeah, the rest you have already put quite succinctly. Yeah. I think for Liverpool, like, I know Klopp took issue with Roy Keane calling them sloppy at times <laughs> against Arsenal, which they were. They were very sloppy at times against Arsenal. And, uh, and up until after the goal got scored and then they kind of dominated the game because Arsenal ran out of ideas. But against Villa... Um, Villa were amazing, deserve all the credit in the world for the way they kept going. Um, so I'm not taking away from the fact that they won when I said that Liverpool were just abysmal. Like they were unbelievably lackadaisical. They didn't like Salah. Salah was okay. Like Salah looked good. He looked determined. And then, the, but the rest of the side were just a joke. They were so out of shape. For the entire time. And it's kind of the same story of when we were talking about United as well. They were just defensively inept, just like United were. But you didn't believe for a second they were going to get back into the game either. Yeah. Yeah. They just weren't, they weren't creating anything. Like Adrian had an awful game. (laughs) Like (laughs) there was the video going around where he was, he, he wasn't just in the wrong position he might as well have been on a different pitch like he was so out of the way and it, it was just it was like a fifa glitch <laughs> it was unbelievable like i don't know what he was looking at when he just moved it's so strange and uh like the merseyside derby is next for liverpool and that's going to be a game i think for oh. neutrals and for everton fans as well i bet they cannot wait because like now the only bad thing for Liverpool is they have now got uh they got three players out with COVID, like Mane, Shakiri, Thiago and Thiago, yeah. Uh is Allison gonna be back? No idea. Yeah, I don't know either. But like <laughs> this isn't quite true because last season Everton lost to Liverpool's under twenty threes. But other than that, it's this a different is their side, best though. chance to win the Merseyside <laughs> derby. <laughs> yeah, but Everton played their full starting eleven in that game. But yeah, this that's is so their, true. This is their best chance to win a Merseyside derby. And if 
Liverpool come in with this attitude, it will be a demolition the way Everton have been playing. I think Liverpool kind of stink of arrogance at this point. And like in saying that, uh, last podcast I said that they were looking angry and they, they did. But then I think they do look a bit arrogant where they are not willing to adapt to like clear issues in the game. And I think the the, the Merseyside derby is going to be fantastic to watch. I, I actually love Everton. I watched all their games and they look fantastic. They play an, an amazing brand of football. Carlo Ancelotti has got the, got the team playing really well. Yeri Mina was good last game. I think Pickford is shit. Um, I think he's yeah. the one who's going to cause they them. They signed that goalie from Roma, haven't they? Yeah, they did. Dead, and they also signed dead. Godfrey from Norwich. Mm. So yeah, good good signings all all round from Everton. The other last thing to say on Liverpool, and this is it's not just about the players; this is about Klopp. They played such a high line from beginning to end, and yeah. it wasn't working. It wasn't working when they conceded the first goal. It still wasn't working when you conceded the seventh goal. <laughs> At some point, you've got to change something. You've got to say, hey, dude, we're getting rinsed at the back here uh, by Watkins, by Grealish, by everyone. Like, maybe drop deep. Like, that doesn't seem like needing a UEFA band A coaching badge to see. <laughs> like, Yeah, but I it's like, yeah. I don't get it. Is it, that's, perhaps the most stubborn performance I've ever seen of a tactic so clearly not working. No, but I think I get what you're trying to say, but then I think they realize that this game is got, is going to like, I think they wanted to win that game. And I, th- and they thought the only way they could win was to just go and do what they always do, which is press high and get goals, which shows isn't faith that, just, that they have in the front blind. three. Yeah, but there's, there's having faith in, in something and it's just been refusing, like stubbornly refusing yeah. to acknowledge it's not working. Like that's that's piss poor adaptation. Like, yeah, yeah. You got to see Watkins is rinsing us at the back here. We can't. We're playing such a high line. You don't. I'm not saying drop onto the drop onto kind of the six yard line right in front of your goalie. I'm just saying drop a little bit deeper, maybe, so you can you can kind of be there and kind of fill the gap that is just being filled only by Aston Villa players behind us like how yeah. why do you not change something when you're not 2-1 down you're like 5-1 down at this point or 5-2 <laughs> down and it hasn't worked so catastrophically like, it, it takes something special to watch the United game and still be shitter <laughs> like Patrice Evra he was like sack me <laughs> after that game yeah, and then and he's then just smiling so happy because it's like <laughs> it was a bit of a mental a mental day but I think a lot of it didn't come back through come through something being in the water or whatever you want to say so it made a crazy day a lot of it just came from pure amateurish playing yeah true <laughs> very true no, like I think, uh, like I think we'll talk about this when when we come to Bayern as well because Bayern defended horribly against Hertha Berlin. Yeah, just defense has been a massive issue in football so far because in the Premier League, so many goals, as you said, 
and the big teams just can't seem to defend. It just seems like, okay, so this is my wider question. Do you think the Premier League is now more balanced than it, than it has ever been? Not ever been, but like in, 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 in like a long time. I, th- I think it is now, and I'm not saying this is a benefit of Corona because there isn't real there's no actual benefits from it but something that happened <laughs> yeah you should not say stopped, that <laughs> it stopped a lot of spending that would have that would have happened other than chelsea who had many reasons for being able to spend what they did uh part of it being a, a very dumb club called real madrid and uh who helped them out massively in, in their ability to spend and also they didn't spend the previous window so they had a ton of money eden hazard he'll not play at all <laughs> yeah he's guy's so injured now and uh but oh, for for a lot of clubs it they that a lot of the clubs hung on to their assets like aston villa whereas they perhaps might have not if clubs were more free in the in their way to spending because they might have been like oh 60 70 million for Grealish, yeah i'll snap him up um but a lot of the clubs they don't know what's happening like i think if if this hadn't have happened, then I think United probably would have Jaden Sancho at this point. They probably would have stumped up the cash. So let's talk lot. about that because I disagree with you on that. I, I agree with you, but the major point is United are not as affected by COVID as you would say any other club. United have the finances to get Jaden Sancho. Like we but know that. Not, yeah, we know they have the finances, but they don't have the people willing to spend the finances. And part of it, part of it was there was an agreed deal earlier in the summer, and then uh, Greater Manchester went back into lockdown. So United backed out because they just realised, well, we're not going to get fans back. And United do lose five million quid per match day. Um, that's at Old Trafford. But it's Manchester United. Which, yeah, but, but it means we're up to about I don't know how many games, but I would guess we're up to about sixty-five, seventy million quid lost. At this point, because I mean, every right. weekend United are at home. Although you go, oh, it's just five million a weekend. It's now five million a weekend across, I guess, twelve or thirteen weekends. Yeah, that United would have been at home, and a lot of it comes down to what we've seen in the past, which is brutal stubbornness from Ed Woodward to not get quote unquote ripped off, and uh, I think what. Really, what happened was you had the the stubbornness of Ed Woodward against the brutal negotiating tactics of Dortmund, which meant you just had two idiots in a room not talking to each other. Like, and that's really what what happened. Then Dortmund quoted their price. They then weren't willing to negotiate. United made several offers. The last one being. Uh, was it ninety-seven point three million pounds, which is about a hundred and eight, hundred and nine million euros? And yeah. and Dortmund said no, that's the price, and that's that's really what happened. But I think if if there wasn't the five million per weekend lost and the COVID fears of what's going to happen, when we're going to get fans back, I think United probably would have stumped it stumped it up in a f- two or three installments or something like that would have just sure. been like 80 million up front 20 million next summer 20 million following summer but you just got a very 
stubborn people at Man United who aren't willing, always willing to stump up the massive fees that the club could pay, which is weird for a club that does pay the huge fees in the end. Like you got 160, 169 million pounds on the pitch most weekends in Harry Maguire and Paul Pogba. Yeah. Right. Then you, then you do also have some bargains. Like sometimes it works. Like Bruno, Bruno Fernandez at forty-two million pounds is ridiculously cheap for this window. Uh, Van der Beek for forty million pounds doesn't look too too bad either. Um, and like Aaron Wan-Bissaka, although he cost fifty million quid and everyone laughed, he looks a bargain most weekends. He does indeed. That's true. Right, so there's positives and negatives to that attitude, but the negatives are United don't buy ready-made world-class players very often because they the club won't pay the fees. Just a question. If the window was still on and you had the opportunity, would you trade uh, Van Bissaka for Coman? Sorry? For Kingsley Coman? Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. Can't think we need him now. Like we've got like we've got Greenwood, you got Dan James. I'm joking. You got Greenwood, you got Rashford, <laughs> you got Martial, you got Cavani. We don't really need another attacking. You didn't have figure. Cavani at that time though, so like Yeah, we've got you him have... now. Yeah. You said if the window was still open, like but, got... Yeah, so so that means we go back in. He's ours, you can't have him. Uh, gotcha. <laughs> No, you can't. You can't have him. No, I know you really, you really like Wambasaka. I, I love him. I just love Wambasaka. I want a defensive right back in Bayern. We're gonna talk about Bayern by the end. Let's, let's talk about. Let's talk about something else. A chat that we had that was quite funny, uh, which was probably a week or so ago. Was I was trying to? We were trying to make the most defensive back four that we could, and then <laughs> both of us got stumped when we were trying to think of a defensive left back. <laughs> <laughs> we were on chat we were there like I don't know <laughs> like there's no one <laughs> like both our instincts were let's think about the Atletico left back because I'm sure he'll yeah, be the best whoever up. plays for Atletico Madrid <laughs> like, yeah. oh did you see they, they really wanted to sell Hector Herrera I told <laughs> you he's shit <laughs> he's wow. so bad it's such a random vendetta to have because no, probably most people listening have just gone, who the hell is Hector Herrera? But he is so shit. He's the Atletico Madrid striker, lads. You, like, everyone should yeah. know that. Everyone is the Atletico Madrid striker. <laughs> everyone. Tell you what, they're, they're big winners in the transfer window as well because Suarez has started like a house on fire. He has. And again, they capitalise on that uh, Barcelona calamity incredibly well they got uh, like they also got Torreira who I think in a team like Atletico would play really well yeah I don't know how Arsenal kept El Nene but loaned out Lucas Torreira (laughs) why yeah it's it's weird but I don't know I, I think he could be a good player because he's shown that he can be but on the flip side, Mr. Thomas Party went to Arsenal on the deadline day. And in my opinion, that is one of the best signings of the window. In my opinion, he is, I think, exactly what they need. 
I think on paper, on paper, it looks spectacular. Um, I have from from birth to this very second, I will never trust Arsenal. No matter no matter what, every summer they do something that looks really really good, and then they collapse at some point. And uh, I will refuse to trust them until I see him play. <laughs> yeah, but they look—they look a good side. I think, I think they—they they very nearly bullsed up the summer. It wasn't until yeah. the very last second when they decided <laughs> to stump up the cash on a party's release fee, yeah. which was only after decided not to join him. Um, How did you or, say that? Uh, I saw someone say um, his name sounds like the noise you make when you're about to sneeze. <laughs> just thought it's really funny. <laughs> I think it's and I think it's Huzum Owa, so I think Owa. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so then then if they stumped up that release fee and that they look good. I don't know. They've improved a little bit, I think, but having Xhaka, El Nene and Party is kind of your defensive midfield options one of them is very good one of them is middling and one of them is awful <laughs> like it's really a tale of three parts <laughs> and, um i but they could do some damage right, if they can keep party fit if they can keep Ubamiyang fit obviously they could be on for a pretty good season but defensively if they're planning on having louise rob holding and gabrielle as a three I'm yeah. not sure. So, or Tierney in there as part of the three as well, which I've done a few times. Or maybe they'll play a back four of Tierney, Gabriel, Louise, and uh, and Bellering, like, or Cedric Suarez. That's that's that screams <laughs> mid table to me. I I feel you. I think Saliba's leaving as well. So, like, that's what you told me. Mm. Um, but yeah, it is a weird situation. What, yes. Yeah, apparently they tried to loan him out, and because the championship and the championship below the loan window is still open for them for another kind of two or three weeks, and apparently they're on about sending him out on loan. Which surely I'd, I'm sure Rob Holding is a lovely man, but why is he still at that club? Because they have no one else. Why? <laughs> like, they've still got yeah. some great players like Saka is fantastic they kept Maitland-Niles who defensively is much better than Bellerin uh, they've still got Ozil and, uh, they did sack the Gunnosaurus <laughs> in their cost-cutting measures let's not forget like, for all, all the good transfer business Arsenal have now laid off 56 people over the summer one of them being um, the mascot of 23 years or 27 ha- years. One of them. Only Arsenal can do this. Like, I was like, you know it's what? They're, they're having a non-banter transfer window. It's a non-banter transfer window. And then, then they, they sacked Gunnosaurus. 56 members of staff they have sacked. Oh, and now they're paying Thomas Party 200 grand a week. Uh, wow like even if they win something like it's really hard to be happy for a club 
that you don't support. And it's even harder to be happy for a club you don't support who have made 56 people redundant whilst adding £500,000 a week to their player wages. Yeah. God damn it, Arsenal. Whilst also being the most expensive club to go see in Europe. Yeah. Are they the most expensive or has Spurs taken over? Uh, No, Arsenal is still the most expensive overall. Jesus Christ. Spurs still isn't cheap. London just isn't cheap like as a place to do anything. Yeah. But, uh, they had a good window, though, apart from the 56 people who don't have jobs. Apart from that, but again, we don't care, do we? We're football fans. They don't matter to us. I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, it is a tough situation for those employees, not for us. Can we invite, if, you, if you're listening to this and you're one of those 56 people, yeah. tweet the podcast and we will have you on. Definitely. Please, please do come on. I, yeah, I wasn't being disrespectful to you. I want to hear your story. Please. Yeah, come I on. want to hear your story about how you, when you found out you lost your job and then how quickly afterwards you found out Arsenal had signed William. <laughs> Gunnosaurus, please come on. Oh, he's going to get some serious work, Gunnosaurus. <laughs> no, I think, isn't he staying because of Ozil? Yeah, as I said, he's gonna pay. He's gonna pay his wages or something. Like I love that. it. I love that he said, "I'll pay his uh, like I'll pay his wages as long as I'm at the club," and that's how that's his way of leaving the club. <laughs> I, I would, like, imagine Meza if there's like a few well. days left. Imagine a few days were left in the transfer window, and he says, "I'll pay his wages as long as I'm here." Next day, he's sold. Then he moves. <laughs> He's never going to leave. Ozil is never, ever going to leave. This is his final year of his contract. But isn't it amazing how in 2020, Meza Ozil and Phil Jones are still in the Premier League? <laughs> it's mental. Can I just say, can, can we have a petition for Ozil to get a contract extension? To just stay. <laughs> I just want him to get a contract extension. I, I think... He retires at the end of this season. You I think? think? He's gonna, I think he's just going to pack it in. <laughs> he's done. He won't have played for, like, this. He'll go to Turkey. Realistically, he's not going to play this season. Yeah, but I think he'll go to, like, Galatasaray or Besiktas. More like Besiktas. <laughs> Galatasaray are crap as well. Didn't you see, like, they got destroyed by Rangers. I mean, yeah. But you remember that video that they had when Negredo and Pepe and all were signing for them come to mm. Besiktas, the comic book strip? God, yeah. that was terrible. They did the same with Raphael, didn't they? They dressed him up as a ninja turtle. Did they? Yeah, that was this summer. He, like, walked out on the pitch with the cameras behind him and he turned around and he had, like, the ninja turtle's, like, eye wrap thing on. I wish he just had the entire mask on so you couldn't even see yeah. who he is. He's wearing a big onesie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, who else had a good window? Wolves had a pretty good window. Uh, Even I think still West Ham. I think yeah, Wolves had a good window. Nelson Semedo is a great signing, to be fair. Uh, Chelsea, blo- like, just had a blinder. I think we've talked about Chelsea enough. Um, it is a bit weird because some of the transfers just haven't worked out so far for Chelsea, and I, I hope they do because. I don't actually hope they do. I hope they're the worst team in the league. I hate Chelsea. But for the players, like Timo Werner, Kai Havertz, I wish they do well. 
No, yeah. what you want them to do is not do well, so that then Chelsea will loan them out to you. Yeah, loan them out to you. There you go. But with no option to buy. It's, it's fine. Because it's, it's fine. fine. Buy and don't buy. Give us the option we still won't buy. <laughs> but like you can have Douglas Costa with like a fifteen million option to buy and you're like, no. We don't want to keep him. Yeah. <laughs> we just want him because no one else would come. We've got an <laughs> hour. Left. Someone else. <laughs> this is our buy and build for the future. Uh, <laughs> buy and build last i love the last podcast you spent five minutes telling me how buy and build for the future and then you saw chupa motang and douglas costa <laughs> and a 28 year old buna sar i, I mean there's the signings that work in positions that Bayern need i might feel mark roca great signing apparently i haven't seen him play but apparently he's great i bought him on fifa once and he was all right there you go there you go that gives me a lot of hope and then Bunasar from Marseille. Again, haven't seen him play. But yeah, he's a right back. We need a right back because... But again, he's an attacking right back from what I've heard. Which is not what we need. Give us Aaron Van Bissaka. What's your problem, mate? That's what For we need. £120 million, pounds, you can have him. <laughs> you want us to buy Sancho and then <laughs> trade with Sancho? <laughs> buy Sancho. And then He's not going to come to United now. <laughs> so yeah, we'll just get him for you and then we just exchange. Yeah, yeah that'll be good. <laughs> yeah, that worked. Um, yeah, I think Inter did well in the window as well. But <laughs> <laughs> they did. In terms they of getting well, players, if it was FIFA 15, <laughs> they, got they did Akira. great. <laughs> Color of. Who else did they sign? They signed they got, Vidal. They got Nicola Barella for like 45 million. They got uh, Hakimi, who's great. God, oh God knows. What, who else did they get? Matteo Damian. <laughs> yeah. I mean, decent window, right? It's, it's, yeah, it's fine for Inter. Inter are building a side not to compete for the long term, but to just win the title in the next two seasons, aren't they? Yeah, but they're so not going to win. They're not going to win it. No, they're not. But they're they're going to try. <laughs> and uh, I know you're not used to that, but Inter are going to actually try and compete. Really? <laughs> <laughs> try. So what they've done is they they've done the obvious thing. They've gone well. Louis Van Gaal won the FA Cup with Matteo <laughs> Damian, Ashley Young. <laughs> He didn't have Sanchez and Lukaku, but Robin Van Persie and Falcao have retired. <laughs> we didn't win the Serie A, but we would have won the FA Cup. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wayne Rooney is unavailable. He wouldn't come. Um, Daily Blind. Oh, I hope Daily Blind's okay. I don't want to make fun of Daily Blind. Why not? Because uh, his heart, his um, pacemaker thing went off and like electrocuted him during a friendly, didn't it? Did it? Oh, yeah, like this was during the summer. Like, you know, he had heart surgery. Oh, right. And he's got like that defib in his heart now. Like, uh, like um, I don't know what. Like, like Iron Man. Traption. Yeah, exactly like Iron Man. And it yeah. went off whilst he was playing it. Like, um, so it like knocked him out. And so he got stretched off. I don't think he's played since. So. Did someone Obadiah stain him? He stuck it out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then Gwyneth Paltrow became his best friend. Yeah. <laughs> That's the uh, way to stop him, just like <laughs> Yeah, Cuba Gooding Jr. was there for one movie. Um, I'm so sorry. That's just not in good taste. Yeah. 
But no, they, they have built a good team. Alexis Sanchez did a quote the other day and said he's happy playing football again, which is great. Like, well done, man. <laughs> it only took about 40 million quid to make you happy again. And um, I love the, the how... The boss has a contract. That's insane. Fair I love point. how much Raphael hates him. Does he? Raphael, yeah, after Sanchez did his interview where he was like, oh, I did my first training session and then I wanted to leave. Raphael said he was shit for United. Maybe he saw a ghost on the first day and it scared him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, probably called him out. Like, oh, fair yeah. fact. You play for Nice, right? Who, who do you play for? I'm not going to say Nantes again, but I, did, I just did. But... Who, Raphael? Yeah. He was playing for Leon, wasn't he? And then he's moved to Galatasaray. What? Is it Leon or is it Le- uh, one of them? Raphael, right? The the guy who played for your shit club. Yeah, right back. Yeah, so he was playing for. Uh, he was, he, he was in. For... He's been ever since he left United. He was in League One. Yeah, Nons, like whatever the teams were pronounced. I don't know. No, that's Fabio. Was it? Yeah, it is Fabio. Fabio Remember? was Nons. But yeah, Raphael yeah, yeah, yeah. Played for Jesus Leon Christ, I'm Leon actually confused. The twins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Man, Makes you're sense. So racist. And uh, <laughs> they were the same. Yeah. <laughs> Inter have Martinez as well, who is perhaps the world's most confusing player because everyone says he's really good, but then he never plays. Yeah. <laughs> he, not, he, he, he drops out the 11 for Sanchez. <laughs> right. Yeah, it is weird. But then again, okay, I, I have a segue from that into Barcelona because what a shit window they have had. Well, they signed that right back that you wanted but then didn't want to go. He's shit. He's not <laughs> Bunasar. <laughs> You're right, he's not. He's, he's younger not. and he's American. 19. Yeah. <laughs> and apparently a good player. But I mean that'll be fine. <laughs> That's I, so rude. <laughs> I that'll be that'll be good for them. He'll play. Uh they got a great starting eleven. It's just You can't say that else. they have a good good starting eleven when the, the same side got rinsed by buying eight. Well, it's not the exact same side because Coutinho... It's worse. <laughs> like, legit, they, they wanted to sign Lautaro Martinez. Like, the initial plans were Martinez, what, Neymar. Then, again, as like things turned out, they realized, Jesus, we're fucked. So they went for Depay, Gini Wijnaldum. Neither of them happened. They, fine, they got deaths. Good on them. But, again, there are so many players that they could have got, like Eric Garcia from Man City... But they, got, they, even, they got no cash. Like the entire thing was, well, United realised the Sancho deal wasn't happening, so they went to Dembele. But they only wanted Dembele on loan because I think like one hundred percent United are going to return for Sancho next summer. That's why they wanted Dembele on loan. Really want to go to United after this debacle? Well, he had personal terms agreed the entire window. So, and apparently he wanted to go. And then he wasn't in the Dortmund squad for one time when they were like, yeah, he's ill, but it's not COVID. And then the other time, all they said was, he's not ill. And everyone was like, so <laughs> he's so, just not in the squad for some reason. <laughs> quiet, he's not ill. <laughs> yeah, all they said was, he's not ill this time. And <laughs> so why is he like, not playing? Okay. Because he wanted, I think he probably, he, he, Presumably he wanted to go, so I don't know. But then Barcelona were like, no, we need money, so you have to buy Dembele. Weirdly, they quoted the same price that the pie costs. Hmm. And, um, I wonder and why. The, that the Dembele deal didn't happen. 
Because we didn't even talk about the two people that no one has ever heard of that United signed. Named them. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce it, but Facundo Palistri. Yeah, my favorite player. I don't player. know who that is. Yeah, my favorite player of all time. Yeah. And um, Traore. I've heard of him. I can't tell you which one. Ahmad Traore. Ahmad Traore. Yeah, we saw uh, this. Did you just misspell Adama? No, it's, it's, isn't it? It's not Traore. Like, it's Ahmad Diallo or something, Traore? Probably. I don't know. He's not coming till January, and Palistri is. Everyone says he's amazing, but I've never heard of him. And uh, he's going straight into the first team. So there you go. Yeah. Uh, it's, yeah. It's been an interesting one. Barcelona. They, who else did they? They didn't sign anyone else, did they? No, Dest. Many people left. They got, but they got, people left, they got Dest. So. Yeah, so Rakitic went back to Sevilla. Vidal went yeah. to Inter because he's over yeah. 30. Yeah. Um, this team, in, like again, as you said, FIFA 15, this team would bang, you know. What, Inter? Yeah. Yeah, Barcelona, they got a good starting 11, but they've got no one else. Like, Braithwaite has been given their number nine shirt. <laughs> That's All so I can think of, I didn't Google it, but the only thing I can think of is that in La Liga, maybe you have to have one to 11 field or something. Because I was like, that's so right. weird to give him the number nine shirt. Uh, uh, the only thing I can think about when I think of him is he looks like The weekend, the musician. Or the entire band. No, The weekend, Not not The weekend. The weekend with the N-D instead of E-N-D. Oh, okay. The, the guy who made Starboy. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it is him. Maybe it is him. That's why he's not that good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? But yeah. Um, Barcelona are a mess, but maybe let's see what they do next window because Messi's they, gonna leave. They have literally no money. Like they didn't <laughs> even have money to complete the Depay deal, and he cost thirty million quid. Like oh, that's they didn't have any money. How by Eric Garcia? How how I don't get it. Like they bid seventeen million for Eric Garcia. City said no. It's going to cost you, I think they said 25 or something. That's, and Barca that's were like, no. <laughs> that's reasonable, man. That's... I think he does only have a year left on his deal. So he's going to They're be gonna free. They're going to get him for free. But like, yeah, they'll sign him for free. But, and he Messi, will play. <laughs> Messi will because go to Man City. City so. Yeah. They will, he will play because Man City he will not cannot play. defend. He's oh, not going to play. What? Well, you don't think Eric Garcia is going to play at some point? Have you at met some point, Pep? yeah, but he's not going to start. Why not? Because they got Ruben Diaz, Laporte, freaking. Uh, yeah, but look, okay. he's going to get injured in a couple of weeks. Eric Laporte. <laughs> I'm Eric Laporte. <laughs> <laughs> um, Laporte will get injured at some point. He always does. <laughs> That's. <laughs> okay. Aki will play for a bit. Eric Garcia will start at some point. Within I mean, the next he probably will. six games, he will start. Okay, I mean, I'm not gonna make games, a bet. not like I'm, cup games. I'm not going to make a oh, bet. Oh, we've not even talked about your bet. Ah, I shouldn't have mentioned that so, word. Guys, Rahul has made an £100 bet with me that his own side, Bayern, will not win the Bundesliga. I have an explanation, right? 
Which you is... can't even blame being mad at the match because this was a day after the match that you made the bet. Yeah, but we look shit. What do you mean? Like we were conceding goals left, right, and center. We were like holes in the middle. This is a Our game that Bayern won, by the way. Our defense was non-existent. Lewandowski carried us to the victory. Four goals. Again, we were fine with the midfield, the attack. That's not a worry. But defensively, defensively we were so weak. And then you had freaking what's his name? What's his name? Yeah, we had no backup striker. We had Zelzi, who we still have. I'm happy that he didn't leave. But we had no... Striker. It's just that you won't play him. You'd rather play two promoting. <laughs> no, but he's... No, what do you mean? We started Zergzi and we lost 4-1. God so, damn it, Zergzi. Can't be trusted. No one can be trusted. And <laughs> I can't see them it. just on the treble. Could have sold Zergzi. No, I like him. He's going to be a great player and like... A year. Give you Aaron Wambasaka. Yeah, we're gonna trade you Aaron Wambasaka <laughs> for Zelgzi. You can do that. But yeah, let's see how uh, let's see how Bayern play because if we don't see that's the thing that was that bet was made before the signings were made where we got. I, I think Rocca wasn't done. I think no one was done at that point. Only no signing. Was it wasn't even deadline day. It was the day before deadline day. Yeah, so Rocca, Rocca was done the day before deadline day. So yeah. Um, but yeah, point is. Bayern look shaky. Dortmund look incredible. They the, don't. You keep saying Dortmund look incredible. The weekend you lost, they also lost. Yeah, but they look better than us. They didn't lose four one. Yeah, they lost two nil. They didn't even score. Yeah, four one two nil. Potato potato. But <laughs> but yeah, my point they is Dortmund do what they, they they always do, which is they'll look really good. They'll play. They'll lose kind of one out of every four in the league, and then you'll play them. You'll get super stressed and nervous in the build-up to the game, <laughs> which always happens. Yeah, and then you'll win four nil. That's happened way always. too many times. <laughs> yeah, it's literally what happens every time you play Dortmund. Yeah. Dortmund haven't beaten you for like was it five years now? Like in the league, uh, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And that, that's what happened. And then Dortmund will be five points ahead of Leipzig when the league ends. And you'll be 15 points ahead of Dortmund. Nah. Let's see how it goes. Because the bet is if Dortmund... No, no is it Dortmund? If Bayern don't win the championship, right? Yeah. Then I get £100 from Nathan. Yes. But if, but if Bayern do win the championship, then... I you have, have to buy a Dortmund home shirt. No, no, no. That wasn't a part of the deal. It was any jersey. And I like their black jersey, so I'm going to get that one. Okay. Yeah, there you go. I'm going to get the black jersey, and Nathan and I, when I'm in the UK, we'll go about talking to people, saying how much. Yeah, I'll say how sad he is that Dortmund didn't win the league. Yeah, <laughs> I guess that's... The but let's know what you think. Placing bets against your own side, is that acceptable? See, now you're going to make it cunty, right? Don't do that. That's, this, that's was, not this was Rahul's bet, by the way. This wasn't me. It was and, just an £100 bet. And then I said, OK, so I get £100 if Bayern do win. And then you were like, no, 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 no. I'm broke. I have no money. <laughs> this podcast needs to blow up. Then yeah. you'll get paid. I mean, you got no money. You've got all this money to do podcasts. This does not take money. 
<laughs> this is free. All podcasters are rich as fuck. Yeah, I, I am actually. You know, I'm not. <laughs> I can't joke about having money because I don't right now. Um, but yeah, this is gonna be a fun challenge because if Bayern don't win the championship, I get a hundred pounds. Yay! If and if Bayern win the championship, then yay! Bayern won the championship. So I'm okay with either way. You know. You can't be happy about it. I can be. Why not? I celebrate at home. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, tears are part of the bet, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah, one more team I'd like to talk about real quick would be Leicester because they beat City 5-2 and then lost 3-0 to West Ham, (laughs) which fucked up my FPL fans completely. (laughs) Man. Yeah, they're, they're, they're banter, man. They're banter. Uh, like, Jesus Christ. How can you sing? I I thought that James Madison would be the one that they needed because they were playing well when he was fine. He gets injured and the team just falls off a cliff. And I thought, since now he's providing to Vardy, they'd be good. But no, 3 0 against West Ham. So. Yeah, uh, I mean, part of it, West Ham have been in good form lately like uh they beat wolves 4-0 and then they beat and then obviously they came from a beat leicester 3-0 west ham have the key for them was to hold on to declan rice he's kind of the glue that kind of holds that side together at times but also it was to kind of just get the attack firing which when you got antonio haller who they also loaned out Felipe Anderson. I don't want to talk about Haller. He's crap. <laughs> but, you just said his name. <laughs> yeah, they look they look all right defensively as well. They actually look pretty good. Like they've only conceded three goals this season so far. And well, I'm sorry, no, that's, am I reading that wrong? Probably. That no, is- so they have they've conceded more in the in the in the League Cup. They did lose four one to Everton in the League Cup, but that's the League Cup. Um. They look a decent outfit, West Ham. They don't look as bad as everyone thinks. Like typically, there's a lot of gloom around West Ham. There is. But no, they actually don't look too bad. And I think, did you have them getting relegated? Or West Ham? Me? No, that you had them getting relegated. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, fuck. But, <laughs> that's, that's, but for Leicester, this is just typical of what happened last season. They look unbelievable sometimes and then other times they look crap like they're a bit it's a bit like what i was just talking about with dortmund although dortmund are a better side than leicester like some attack wise i mean probably Mm. you don't think dortmund are better than leicester yeah dortmund are better than leicester yeah and why do you act surprised when i said that because i (laughs) i know if i say otherwise there will be a slew of questions that will follow so i'm just gonna agree with that <laughs> um, I think Leicester could probably give Dortmund a good game, but I feel yeah. like Dortmund are kind of an upgrade, yeah. an upgraded Leicester like, yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But they just got a ton of pace, a bit of creativity in midfield, but couldn't defend anything. True. Uh, yeah, it's just Leicester are just so bipolar at times. They are. I saw it last. That their end to last season, we've talked about it a lot, was catastrophic in the way that they fell apart from New Year's Day until yeah. the end of the season. And I just think that's going to continue 
this season like sometimes they're gonna look great like they did against city and sometimes they're just gonna look crap that's just i think that's just what leicester are at this point moral of the story this season is fucking weird yeah it is but i don't think leicester being inconsistent is a surprise at all like the way they played in the league cup against arsenal also showed that sometimes they're just blunt for no reason in attack. They've got Vardy, who's going to get them goals and going to get them a lot of goals, but past him, Indianacho doesn't score full stop. Like, uh, I think <laughs> he does. He does right. every now and then. Like, and they got players like Madison is going to chip in with a few, but I think they just they don't have the goals across the pitch like a lot of other sides do. Like when you take, uh, let's take let's take Spurs. You got Song. You got Kane. who's going to get the main goals. You got Lucas. that's going to chip in with a few. Uh, you got Bergwin. who's going to chip in with a few. Bale is obviously going to chip in with a few. And uh, Bele has shown that he's good for a goal sometimes. But when you go to Leicester, it's kind of Vardy's going to get the bulk. Like Madison's going to get a couple, and there's just not enough in there. And when Vardy's not on form. I think the whole the Leicester side is an unform. Sure, I agree with them. Yeah, just a weird start to the season. Let's just do this real quick. Your top four revised now. Is my top four revised now? So I had Man City winning the league, Liverpool coming second, Man United third, and I don't remember who I had coming fourth. Chelsea. Um, but I think yeah, okay. Uh, right. both you know team. what? I'm going to swap Chelsea and Spurs. And that's it? That's it. Cavani is going to score 42 goals until the end of the season. <laughs> you yeah, I'm going to keep, keep the faith. I'm going to keep the faith in United. Um, wow. Especially when Oli gets sacked and Pochettino comes in. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, there uh, you go. Yeah, I'll, okay. I'll keep the faith. I think we'll come good at some point. I think Spurs look formidable. And I think Chelsea have already shown they're going to be very inconsistent. True, 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 true. My top four are now going to be, as as much as I want to put Everton in there, Everton's fifth. Right? I'm going to put Everton fifth. I'm going to put United sixth. I'm going to put Arsenal fourth. Wow. Spurs third, City second, Liverpool first. Yeah. I think we'll probably have to revisit this again. You're going to revisit this every time? After the January window. But, um, yeah, Liverpool. It, it depends what happens in the Merseyside derby coming up. I think if Liverpool come back firing, then they're going to show kind of more championship calibre again. But if they lose to Everton, like... That's devastating. Wait, so you, huge still think, difference. you still think that City are going to win the league? I think Liverpool can win the league. I think anyone can win the league Like at this point. Like, if if Everton stay consistent, they've got Ancelotti as manager, a proven winner across all leagues and all competitions. But I just think with Everton, the squad is very thin because they're only just starting to build this calibre of squad. Yeah, and true. If if James Rodriguez gets injured, bringing in Gilfie Sigurdsson or a Wobi 
it's a big step down. Like Gilfie Sigerson has been a good player, like for yeah. Spurs and for Everton, but he is a step down from James Rodriguez. And Decore has already shown he's going to be massively key to things. And if he gets injured, like Tom Davis is not a, is a, again a massive step down in quality. But maybe Ancelotti can pull them through. I think Godfrey is a great signing as well. He's okay. He's he he has a mistake in him, but yeah, he's still young and he's not. He's only played one season of top flight football last season, and it was with a lot of just shite around him in that Norwich squad apart from mm. Max Aarons yeah. and who is now going Pookie. to waste his time in a championship for a season Barcelona wanted him Bayern wanted him Jesus Christ just so that they're not how many 20 good million quid and neither of you will stump it up like you're like oh we need a right back Bunasar Bunasar is a lad right you don't even know who he is <laughs> he is a French right back who attacked <laughs> From Marseille. Wikipedia.com. <laughs> yeah. His mother's name. <laughs> but yeah. Um, so, yeah, it'll be an interesting season. I hope Bayern win the championship. Or not. I'm not going to say or not. I, I hope they do. If, if they don't, I'm going to get 100 pounds. But, yeah, I hope the Premier League kind of finds some balance. Because right now it's all over the place. And it's a little unnerving to watch. Let's not have any balance. Let's yeah. let's keep it like this the entire season. I just want pure insanity the entire Newcastle season. Newcastle win the league. There you go. Yes, up the tune. Up the tune. I think if, we need to end up every podcast. win the league, this city of mine, this beautiful city of mine, would melt <laughs> in a, just a pool of Geordie's, Brown Ale, like Zambuca, Zambuca. and just fake tits. And it would just it would just melt into the sea, and the last thing you would see is Mike Ashley, just sitting on a pot of gold. <laughs> and that would be it. Newcastle would then fold. Let's say they're like, like they're up by five points going into the final game. They won the league, right? Yeah. And and again, if you think they will sign like Alan Shearer on like. <laughs> just for like a one game, you know, just like sign up for one game, so he gets the championship. Well, so that he could get the championship. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they would, because <laughs> what is this conversation? Yeah, he's already won the Premier League. He won it with Blackburn. He doesn't need it. Um, but I would love to see Andy Carroll lift the yeah. championship. No, I'd like. I think Andy Carroll would push Lascelles off of the podium so that he could be the one to lift it. And then everyone would just fucking go wild in Rise, which is a nightclub here. And right. um, and there would just be so many drugs everywhere. Andy Carroll would rock up, just packed full of meth. <laughs> and then the whole summer, it would just, the, the entire squad would, would retire. <laughs> St. James's Park would just, it would have the Premier League trophy outside it. But it, Mike Ashley would finally do what he wants to do, which is turn the stadium into a giant sports direct. <laughs> yeah. And, and his first employee would be Matty Longstaff. <laughs> Looks like he works there. <laughs> Zero <laughs> hour contract. Should have moved to Udinese. I'd love to see Matty Longstaff like, just <laughs> go to Italy and do what all British players do, which is grow their hair out massive and start wearing an Alice band. 
that's it <laughs> that's what they all do um <laughs> god i would love newcastle to get into the champions league it'd be so great seeing neymar have to come to st james's park let's <laughs> <laughs> against them he would get, I think Neymar would get mur- like he would have to hope fans aren't back so if he did all his diving shenanigans in Newcastle he would get fucking beaten shit up why I man how are you lad he would get <laughs> he would get he would get stabbed <laughs> <laughs> Los just shows him shank before the fight it'd be the, it'd be the first city a cardi comes to though where he actually gets respect for stealing his mate's wife <laughs> <laughs> Way <laughs> the cheer as he enters. He's a fucking hero. <laughs> yeah, we just talked about Newcastle drugs and whatnot. That was fun. Um, okay, so final question would be signing of the season. Ollie Watkins. Fair. I'd say Leroy Sane. You know, or Bunasar, one of them. He's already fucking injured. <laughs> yeah, you know, he played one game and broke again. He scored, though, and he assisted. Ollie oh. Watkins scored a hat-trick against the champions. It is, like, second game in top-flight football. First of all, two assists and a goal in his first game. So, you know, that, that's better. And he's already injured. You know, he's just teasing, teasing the fans. He's not actually injured, you know, he's just... Teasing. He's not injured. He's just so shite that you had to say he's injured. I wouldn't put it like that, but yeah. So yeah, that was a you fun. You actually podcast. think Leroy Sane is signing of the summer? No, actually, I do think it's. I, I actually think it's party. <laughs> but yeah, he hasn't even played. <laughs> so first of all, it's been three games. You don't even know if Ollie Watkins is good enough. So he scored a hat trick. And so what? He could. He, one second, Timo Puki scored a hat-trick in his second game. What happened to him? Yeah, but you said so far. So you're yes. picking someone who hasn't played over someone who uh, scored a hat-trick against Liverpool. Right. Okay, so you're talking about the so, so far. Okay, I was, I was going to say... It was like, your question. Yeah, but I was going to go like, you know, like long-term, this season, who would turn out to be the best signing? That's what my interpretation That's was. different question. But, okay, so according to your... Then we have three games to decide. Then you have Ollie Watkins. There's no one else to talk about then. <laughs> there you go. Don't say so far. Okay, then. Okay, so who do you think would go on to be the best sign? And go on. Hmm. Well, across the whole of Europe. Yeah, go on. All right. Signing... Angel Gomez. <laughs> Angel Gomez. <laughs> what a guy. Legend. <laughs> I will go for James Rodriguez. You know what? I will agree. Yeah, I'll agree. To be fair, even when you talk about signings so far, I'll go for yeah, James Rodriguez. There you go. I think James Rodriguez, yeah, he's been spectacular. I think just Oli Watt scoring a hat-trick against Liverpool and the fact that he's so new to top-flight football still. Liverpool is shit, though, you know? That's ridiculous. Everyone's shit so far, to be honest. Apart from Literally Bayern. everyone. He lost 4-1 to a side no one's ever heard of. Hoffenheim, Kramerich, who Bayern wanted to sign. God, it sounds like you're ordering hors d'oeuvres. What did you just say? <laughs> I have a side of Kramerich. <laughs> you failed to sign Kramerich, so sign you for Moti. 
<laughs> oh lord such right. is life such is life we yeah, didn't that even was... talk about that what the fuck is going on there he's not <laughs> he's gonna so... play but still he might if Lewandowski and Zergzi get injured then he has to <laughs> if that <laughs> happens then, the, then just pack up lads just, let's just leave it's like Penchop and Moting up front who actually claims to be a striker is the equivalent of when Jose would play Fellaini up top. Or it's equivalent to when Jose were playing goal in that charity game. <laughs> it's about as useful. Yeah. Watch watch Moting score like two goals though, and then you tell me what a great signing he is. He's already he's for free and he's played in PSG. He's like a high caliber player. He played in the finals. He also got Stoke relegated. He is this Stoke was shit. He was like their saving grace. Him and Joe Allen. He was their saving grace. I don't even think he could get in the starting eleven. Yeah, but he, he was the like man who 30, gave him confidence. You're like a 36 year old Peter Crouch up top ahead of him. I would. I have today's Peter Crouch over him. I bet Peter Crouch could still do a job in the championship if he wanted to. He, oh, he definitely could. Just, just stand in the middle, get the ball headed in. Yeah, hold the ball up, play play a winger. God, now I'm mad we didn't sign Peter Crouch. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we should probably go. We should probably go. That was a fun podcast where we talked about the signings and the goings-on of this weird start to the football season. International break is on. I, I need this break, you know. <laughs> like, there's been just so much football and sports going on with the NBA Finals. I need some time off. And I think this is the best time because Nations League is on who no one gives a single fuck about. But yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's England v. Wales, which everyone cares about a little bit here just because it's a bit of a kind of a banter match, really. But, You're lucky yeah. Bale's injured. And Robson Kanu as well. You know, I'm pissed off that Robson Kanu's injured. Now they're going to have to play someone. I don't think they have any other strikers. (laughs) They're going to play Dan James through the middle. (laughs) It's going to be fucking weird. Anyway. Anyways, that was fun. I hope all of y'all enjoyed. Nathan, plug yourself. Yeah, you can find me at Nathan Greenaway. You can find Rogue Opinions where you can listen to other podcasts that I'm on if you want to or read some articles that I didn't write but other people did uh, at Rogue underscore Opinion. Check out nerdonetwork.com uh, as well for all our, all our stuff over there as well as some other things from other contributors to the Nerdo Network. But otherwise, thanks, Rahul. No worries. Uh, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at TC9Podcast. And you can check our website out at theconventional9.com. I haven't posted much in a while. I, I, I am going to. I am really going to. Today I'm going to write an article, right? Um, but yeah, apart from that, you can check us out on all places where podcasts are distributed, apart from Apple, because I don't know what to do over there. I'll try and sort that out soon. But yeah, that was a fun podcast. Uh, Thank you for joining me, Nathan. Thank you very much. I look forward to returning. Uh, I'll I'll decide on that. But yeah. And yeah, thank you for tuning in, everyone. He's going to return. I have no one else. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) thank you for tuning in. (laughs) Goodbye. Bye, guys.